Hello, I'm Liz Jones. If you read my diary in the Mail on Sunday's You magazine, then you'll know me and my life pretty well. But if you've always wanted to know more, this is the place for you. Welcome to Liz Jones's Diary, the podcast. I'll be taking you behind the scenes of this week's column before digging back into the archives to find some of the most shocking and hilarious stories from the last 20 years. I'll be doing all this with the help of my assistant, friend and confidant, Nick. Hello. Hello, everybody. I hope we all had a lovely Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Nearly, nearly Happy New Year. Oh, it will be, won't it? Yeah, when this is out, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, will be. Well, we've had more Miranda Priestly moments this week. On one dog walk, we had three. Tell us what they were now. (laughs) Okay. So the first one, we're going along. What we're doing is because Boris and and Teddy both need some training with recall, we're taking them together. So we're going across the field and this very nice man drops to his knees and he's cuddling Boris and saying hello to Boris. Liz trots on because she's not got time to stand and chat. So she trots on and she looks round and she scowls, come on, Nick, come on. I walk on, I just say bye-bye to the man. And she went to me, who is that man? Do you know him? And I'm, Liz, it's your neighbour. He lives two doors down. Yeah, you see, I don't recognise people. All white men look the same to me. It's your neighbour. All white men look the same to me. I was coming back from London on the train the other day and this man came and sat at my table with me and I hadn't a clue who he was. I I just thought all white men look the same to me. But but he's got a dog. You could at least recognise the dog. Well, no, I didn't recognise the dog. No, no. So that was number one. On the same walk, this isn't very tolerant of hanging around. She's got places to go, things to do. But people like to chat, don't they? You're on a dog walk. No, people but I like don't have to time. chat. So we're going along again, and then this lady stops me and says, oh, is it muddy along that path? She'd obviously got her Christmas trainers on. So I was about to answer her when this comes scooting past me with lots of collies, saying, come on. Come on, stop talking. Well, this poor woman, her face, she was like, oh, my God. So I smiled sweetly and said, yes, it's quite muddy before I walked on. Yeah, but people don't understand when you've worked in Fleet Street since about 1981, you're just deadline, 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 deadline. And I don't think anyone else understands a Fleet Street person unless you've worked on Fleet Street which is why I get on so well with Nigel because he works on Fleet Street they just don't understand it the speed with which you have to file something she only wanted to know if the path was muddy (laughs) and lastly there's another one on the same walk so we just walked on I've got one on this walk I've got an Andy moment on this walk oh god help us so that we just walked on and all of a sudden emerging from the path we've come off was these magnificent specimens. Oh, my good God. Soldiers. Soldiers. Out Soldiers running, running. With those tight T-shirts on. Oh, it was like paradise. So Liz grabbed her dog, scooted them to the side <laughs> in case they got run over and was loudly going, oh, no. No! <laughs> it is... I don't think people running without a dog is... It's just pointless, isn't it? Uh, no! So Liz was Liz, like, oh, no, and there's me, like, oh, 
lovely young boys. <laughs> Hello, would you each like a dog while well, Lizzie's scowling in the corner? So that was that was very funny. Well, shall I tell you the moment that also happened on that walk? Do I know about this? Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you now. Oh, no. <laughs> I said to Nick, because we were on our way back and it was very cold, I made her laugh and she said, don't make me laugh while I've got my legs open. <laughs> did we myself she wet herself she wet wet herself it was very very cold and i've been running around the cricket pitcher and i were boris so yeah that was bad (laughs) you wasn't very sympathetic i have to say i was very sympathetic you wasn't you laughed (laughs) like when you chucked ice water over me don't make me laugh while my legs are open (laughs) no just just not a good idea i'm 52 next week so don't do it but because my column this Sunday is such a corker, I'm going to read it out now. It's coming very early on in the running order. Are you ready for she this? She can't wait. She's ready. She's prone. In which my ex makes me nervous. That's the heading. And I wrote this column in mid-December, so before Christmas. So you need to pay attention. Before Christmas, I wrote this column. You reading this and listening to this, are probably completely over Christmas. And your tree is now as bald as I am. <laughs> Actually, my hair's going back now off the medication. Yeah, you're not so Jackie. I'm going to torture you with my misery. This is Christmas. People are supposed to be, like, cheerful and everything. No, but this is post-Christmas, oh, okay. isn't it? We're talking post-Christmas. <laughs> Post-Christmas misery. I was planning to make Christmas lunch for my friend Isabel, but she insisted I take a PCR test first... Which reminded me of my first proper boyfriend, Trevor, who always made sure he wore two condoms before having sex with me. He didn't want a mixed-race baby. I imagined Isabel would turn up on Christmas Day in a hazmat suit. I'm responsible for my signature nut roast, vegan gravy and vegetables. I told her she could bring dessert. I wonder if I'm capable of making a sorbet, she wrote. I might Google it. You do know I'm allergic to walnuts. Sorbet isn't dessert. This doesn't bode well, does it? Doesn't bode well. It's not. That's sorbet's not dessert. It's just not. Then my New Year mini break at a high-end spa cottage in the Cotswolds got cancelled, as I casually told them I've now got a fourth colleague. A large, an one. extra, very. He's enormous. He's enormous. He's very laid back. An extra foible that seemed to break the camel's back. I hate that expression. Yeah. Given my earlier missive that I'm vegan, allergic to mushrooms and anything in a stack, Gracie now needs a nappy and that my ex, who has been mainly drafted in on the invitation to hang on to a couple of dog leads, is celiac and will complain if the cappuccino isn't mouth-blisteringly hot. You've not really sold it, have you? I think they're quite glad we're not going. Yeah, you've not sold it. (laughs) The ex is spending Christmas incognito with friends on the South Coast. They're the ones who won't allow him to reveal their names or location in case I write about them. Let's hope for a very high tide. (laughs) I was about to break it to him that the high-end spa cottage is off when he sent me this. I've had your Christmas gift engraved with my feelings for you. Engraved. <gasps> what can it be? Are you getting excited? A Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> H- 
He must have read I sold my lovely Rolex to buy my husband food. And we all know he ate a lot. And who said that you wasn't optimistic? Oh, that's kind if he's engraved a Rolex for me. Isn't that lovely? It would be lovely. It would. I hope it's not something awful like a bangle or a pewter tankard. Could be one of those like silver bangles with like a love knot on and stuff. I hope he can spell. Mm. An apostrophe out of place could send me into a rage. You know, I'm very into my punctuation. Yeah. And what exactly are his feelings for me? What? Oh, no. I had a thought. He hasn't had the C word engraved, surely. <laughs> Wouldn't that be against the jeweller's Hippocratic oath? <laughs> anyway, I'm now trying to buy him a Christmas gift. You're being very disapproving of this, Nick. I am very disapproving. So a while ago, he broke his phone. So I sent him my old phone, which is very cracked. And then he lost the little tray for the SIM card. Do you know what I mean by the I little tray for the SIM the card? Tray, yes. He thinks it is under a table. Right. Could hear it go up in the hoover then, wouldn't you? I don't think he hoovers. I surreptitiously ask if his SIM is still active. It's like asking if someone still has sex, isn't it? Is your SIM still active? And then he said, I don't really miss not having a phone. What do you do then? Honestly. I mean, like you do everything on a phone now, don't you? Emails, YouTube, everything. He's gone into a decline without me. I think he said to me the penultimate time I saw him, when he announced we should no longer see each other as he finds it too upsetting, that, and I can't be sure, given I'm deaf, it was dark and he's got a northern accent, he just wants to ride out his time until he shuffles off his mortal coil. I can't leave him like this. Especially given the engraving showing his feelings for me. <laughs> and so I have an online chat with Apple. Oh dear. And I meet a nice young man called Pardeep. Pardeep types that give him my ex an iPhone 13 and a case and credit card holder and a charger is, and I quote Pardeep, a really sweet gesture. He's lucky to have you in his life. See, Pardeep, Pardeep, Pardeep. Yes, yes. The ex is lucky to be getting an iPhone 13 that costs a fortune. A grand. It costs a £1,000. Can I just point out that she'd hidden all this from me because I would have tried to talk some sense into her. And then when I read her column... She said to me, and I told her off, she said, well, how do you know? Because I've read your bloody column, because you didn't tell me, because you knew I'd tell you off. My ex needs a phone. You know, I was worried that he'd have a stroke and need to dial 999, or he was going to drive to his friends on the coast and not know the way. You need a phone, you need a phone. Not your I was trying to do a nice thing. That's a very kind thing. I remember... Before I gave my mobile to my husband, when I upgraded to a BlackBerry, and do you know what? My husband still has my very rare, this is like Sex and the City, isn't it, when Carrie loses the 917, original early 07710 number. I want it back. That was the original mobile phone number when they were first invented, and he's got it, and I want it back. Right. <laughs> Before I gave my husband the 07710 number, he didn't have a phone. 
because he was obviously about six years old and didn't have a job. Must be very liberating to not have a phone, though. No, it's annoying because I lost him in Barnes and Noble in New York. You could have done a thing over the tannoy. I did. I had him. (laughs) I had him paged over a tannoy. The staff assumed he was my six-year-old child and they all fell about laughing when a great big 30-year-old lump emerged from the self-help section. Oh, fantastic. Looking put upon. (laughs) So I press purchase. This is a £1,000 I do not have. I was being nice. No, you were being stupid. And then I thought, you know that awful sick feeling when you just press purchase and I thought oh dear god what have I done what if he has just bought me an engraved tankard so okay um what did he get engraved are you gonna tell us so then he sent the present and the whole story is in next week's column and do you want to know what it was yes well I know but I'm pretty sure everyone else will want to know it was a box of matches from a bald royal who's not even in line to the throne, David Lindley, and it was in a little wooden box like like it was my ashes and I died. It's like you get for the cat, isn't it? Like the cat's ashes. It was like cat's yeah, ashes. It was. it was a box of matches and the inscription in Latin, which I couldn't even be bothered to translate, was something along the light of my life. And next week on the podcast, set your diaries, set your alarms, read the column. I'm going to tell you what happened when he got the £1,000 iPhone 13 case charger. Yes. Tune in next week for that one. But the thing is, Nick, I know we're very sort of jovial. We try to be positive and, you know, girl power and stuff. But I'm really, really upset because I always try to do the right thing. I see people, like I saw my nephew who tried to borrow my laptop and he couldn't do something. I bought him a laptop. I bought him an iPhone. I paid his iPhone bill. I always try and do what I think people need and what they want. And you I do. always get bitten on my very small arse. You do. And I think... You really have, at some point, to learn the lesson and not post by on an iPhone 13 for an ex-boyfriend that is sending you cat sashes box. Cat sashes. It's mean, like cat sashes. I mean, I think men are just on a different It's not planet. just men. It's no, other it's people not. who've done it to me, and you know very I know well very who they well are. I know very well who they are. I know very... And I think what you've got to do is just have a line in the sand and say, actually, no more. You know, I don't need to buy you an iPhone 13. I'll get you something nice But I actually did it, Nick, with the best intentions. You did, you did. You did, but you did it with money you can't afford and you haven't got. No, I was thinking to myself, okay, I've got dog food. If I did that, and if I don't eat very much in January, I should be okay. But... You've got to give that amount of thought and that amount of effort to people that will give you thought and effort. Not, it's not about but the amount. But they don't know. I mean, look at Martin this Christmas. Yeah, tell Bless, us about your Christmas. Him. Well, I just, I'd say men are rubbish, but not all men are rubbish because I've had some men that put a lot of thought into Christmas. Not no, and my dad was amazing. No, exactly. So that's not fair, but it makes me feel like saying men are rubbish at Christmas. Martin got back from working away on Christmas Eve. 
and he went shopping and he did to be fair he had a very good idea my horse's head collar was stolen on with the quad bike and I, I was really upset about that actually because I got that head collar when I got Quincy so it was like over 20 years old and I was using the same head collar so it was quite sentimental for me so he actually went to Millbury and he was going to get me a head collar and he phoned up because he just didn't know what size to get so have to say big brownie points for that so I thanked him and said I've, I've had to buy one because obviously I've got to get Quincy from A to B so then he, his next thing was to phone me from Boots and he was obviously wandering around Richmond completely aimlessly I wish listeners could see my face when you said the word Boots Boots so he called me from Boots to see if I wanted some perfume <laughs> So I said, thank you, but, you know, I've got perfume and there are things I need more. I need some walking boots. I need I need some practical stuff I'd rather have. And then he said, well, do you want some hair dye? <gasps> I said, what do you mean do I want some? Cheek, what do you mean do I want some? He said, well, I'm in the hair dye. So he's so desperate to pick up anything. Do you want a penis enlarger? It, That's what you should have said. Do, 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 you, want, <laughs> do you want it chopped off? I'm lying. Do you, what do you mean? Do I want some? I said, well, I'm in. I'm in the aisle. I mean, so his his lack of his lack of imagination. Now, now the one thing he'd thought of, which was brownie points, he was resorting to hair dye. So he gets home. So I sent him off for walking boots. So I thought I'm just going to tell him what I want because it's easier. God help me, what I was going to get, but he did very well. To be fair, comes in, doesn't try and hide my presence or anything. Just walks in and puts them in the office. So I'm like, are you going to wrap them up and put them under, you know, have you got any wrapping paper? Buy your own sodding wrapping paper. Don't he have... can't no. do a Miranda Priestley. I'm the only Miranda Priestley around here. Can you believe it? Have you got any wrapping paper? If I'm not supplying the wrapping paper for my Christmas present. So by now, the steam is coming out my ears. The ste- so then, to make it even worse, he buggers off on Christmas Eve to the pub sleeps on my mum's sofa after his dinner all Christmas Day, then buggers off to the pub on Boxing Day. And when I had a tantrum about it, saying it's Boxing Day, you should not be in the pub, you should be with me. Do you know what he said? It's not Christmas. Boxing Day is not Christmas. It's Christmas still officially is over. Christmas. It's Christmas, you dog. Can you believe it? So apparently, people out there, Boxing Day is not Christmas. It is still Christmas. Not when you want to go to the pub without your girlfriend. There's still a toffee coin in the Quality Street town. No, no. If you want to go to the pub and your girlfriend's going to have a tantrum, it becomes not Christmas. So that was my bloody Christmas. You can read this week's diary in full on Mail on Sunday's You magazine. But you know when I was trawling through the archives? Yeah. Getting more and more upset about how hard I've worked and how people have taken advantage of me. I came across this 2008 U column and I realised even though I'd got divorced from my husband for cheating on me, I still took him to New York. What am I on? You're going to have to break this pattern, Jones. You really are. I mean, you're saying about me, but you're not doing so well yourself, are you? No, but you've got more gumption than I have. You don't take anything from anyone. Well, I used to, but you know what? Life wears you down and you get tired and you just sort of want to get through the day and have an easy life. Nobody's not giving you an easy life. I do think your gumption sort of erodes. So this is the column from 2008... 
while I was sharing a strangely sexless hotel room in New York with my ex-husband that I paid for and I paid for his flights and I upgraded us, I couldn't help but snoop through his emails because he'd gone out to do yoga. I know I shouldn't do this, but really, if you don't want someone to read your emails, you should log off. Anyway, I started to realise why I have never had any success with men. I'm obviously not forward enough. One woman emailed my ex-husband, do you want to have sex? Although she put it more crudely than that. Another told him she had just moved into her new flat and could he pop round to help her move a chest of drawers, adding she was making mint tea naked. Oh, for God's sake. I actually think that's quite dangerous. And honestly... Another sent him a picture of herself, to which he replied, for, And then she wrote back saying that he hadn't seen anything yet. My goodness, the audacity of these women. Looking back, all the emails I sent to my husband were either about the cats or about buying the right sort of prawns for Susie or detailed instructions on putting the rubbish out. Priorities. And while to me these women seem hopelessly desperate and short on self-respect, to a man their blatant availability must surely seem like a terrific ego boost. The second thing I noticed was that they were all constantly singing his praises, full of things like, I miss your sharp wit. You're such a clever, kind man, destined for great things. Oh, that didn't work out so well. No. This is also where I went wrong. Although I would, on the whole, be supportive, and there were lots and lots of emails of various magazines and TV stations asking me to do things, and so I would say, no, I can't do it, but ask my ex-husband, because he he could do that. So I was always putting work his way. Very nice of you. I thought it was my job to tell him if he was coming up short. But I can see now this is something you should never, ever do. He won't change. He will just resent you and will cheat on you to wreak revenge. The women also quite cannily asked him for his help, such as, can you read my piece and tell me if it's any good? You're such a great writer. Oh, I think I'm going to be sick. It was quite funny as I scrolled through his inbox when I occasionally opened a message I had sent him. The contrast was extraordinary. One read... I won't remember you fondly. I'll remember you as a freeloading shit. Now, F off. Well deserved, I think, after what you've been up to. I've never butted a man up or flirted or simpered or done any of the things these women do in order to get dates. Who could be bothered to ingratiate themselves? But my glimpse into the modern world of dating, these really, really old-fashioned women, you know, just lying on the floor with their legs open, I just I just can't stand them. And at what my ex-husband is up to now is single, apart from freeloading with me in a free hotel, just made me happy that I'm not a party to any of it. It seems incredibly shallow and sordid. What happened to romance? Tomorrow, I say goodbye to him for the last time as he leaves for a new life in Delhi. Well, that didn't last. It's a shame we never worked out, he said. Did you learn anything from our time together, I asked him. I'll never cheat again, he said. It's not worth it. It turns you into a liar. Well, it must have started off as a liar, not been turned into a liar. Because otherwise he wouldn't have done it in the first place, no. would he? But the worst thing right. about cheating is that they 
don't allow you to live a real life. You're living a life that doesn't exist because you don't know he's doing it. No, no, So exactly. you're living a fantasy and he's making a fool of you. And also, I, d- I, don't, I don't get cheating because if you don't want to be there and you want someone else, just go and do it, leave. Yeah, go it wasn't the Hotel it. California, was it? No. He could have left at any time. I, don't, I just don't get why they stay and cheat rather than leave and be free to see who they want. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, because I'd pick up his dry cleaning and he lived in a lovely house. And, That's and it's funny, uh, not long after we got divorced, this woman emailed me confidentially and she said she went out for a date with him, but she didn't fancy him. And she said that the only thing he talked about was me. Yeah. The only thing he yeah, talked yeah, about. Yeah. yeah, and yet he stabbed himself in the foot by, by misbehaving. So what's the point? I don't know. I couldn't be bothered with all that. I just who could be bothered? I can barely be bothered with one man. I certainly couldn't be bothered with two. I couldn't. It's too much effort. I couldn't have been nicer to him. But who can be bothered? I gave him my O seven seven one O number. Well, you're never going to forgive him for that one, are you? No, no, never going to forgive him. Every week, lots of you get in touch, telling me what you think about my life and my decisions. So I think it's only fair that you get to have your say here on the podcast too. If you'd like to get in touch, then go to lizjonesgoddess.com or tweet me at lizjonesgoddess. Does anyone want to hear our New Year resolutions? Let's tell them anyway. Go on. Well, these are mine from 2007. One, get a hobby. I don't have any hobbies, but I would really like one. I admire people who go cycling at the weekend or mountain climbing or scuba diving. Two, watch less telly. The only present I received this year was one episode of The L Word. And an episode of Lost. Three, quit the gym. I've spent too many years watching MTV while running on a treadmill. Too much exercise is bad for you. Four, learn to cook at least one dish well. Five, be kind to myself. Six, try to overcome my obsessive compulsive disorder. The fact a cat has entered the house does not mean I should leap up in the middle of Lost to windling the cat flap. Well, I did sort of get a hobby, didn't I? Which is horses. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not really hobbies that you've just added to your family. See, do you know why I thought those soldiers were pointless? Because they were running without a dog. They weren't pointless. Did you say that the running did very nice things for them? They looked lovely. I don't go to the gym or do Pilates, which I did obsessively for so years. So that's good. No, because I get so much exercise with the dogs and horses, lifting hay bales, poo picking, yeah. carrying An bags of lifestyle. feed, yeah. running after Gracie, you know. <laughs> On oh, Teddy now. <laughs> Be kind to myself. I think you're kinder to yourself than you were. I think the only thing, the thing that, that has really defined 2021 was me being ill. Yeah. And suffering from vertigo and vomiting and being able to open my eyes, being unable to drive, get out of bed, vomiting, couldn't eat. 
I sort of learnt that I'm fallible. Yeah. Which I think you probably needed to because you ploughed on, you stuck your head down, you ploughed on without any thought really. And the one thing that resonated with me in 2021 was the professor um, who I went to see because I couldn't get seen by the NHS. And he said to me, you've just, you're the most stressful person I've ever met. He yeah. said, you've got to calm down. Yeah, I And that was the one good thing I had said to me last year. Yeah. But you're, you are trying to look after yourself better, aren't you? You've given up drinks. It's quite hard because better. I don't have time to go and get food. I don't have time to go and get shopping. I don't have time to have a lovely long bath. So I think that's what I'm still working on. It's small wins, isn't it? It's small wins, trying to sort of do it bit by bit. But I think my New Year's resolution for next year is not to buy anyone expensive presents to make their lives better because next week you will hear what happened. So what's your resolutions for 2022 next? Well, I'm not going to do the usual every year. I'm going to start running. I'm going to diet. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do any of that. I've just decided that next year is a year that I'm going to make a real conscious effort to make time for myself and read more and just do things that make me happy and just get my quality of life back and just get some get my Ride priorities your horse. yeah just my priorities enjoy long walks with the dogs and read the books I want to read and just not I don't want it to be a punishment, you know, like I must run 10k a day, I must do this, I must do that. But just to be happy and I want to do more Mind Valley courses, which I really enjoy. I want to read more books, sit down and watch a film in the afternoon, you know, on a Sunday rather than, you know, the housework will wait. Just just change my priorities around a little bit. What's the best thing that's happened to you this year? I won Columnist of the Year. <laughs> I only took 40 years. Do you know, it took me 30 years to get a column. How long do you keep it for? Because the, the things were moved over, weren't they? So you get to keep it. I am hanging time. on to my column for dear life until the end of July, and I'm not giving it up. You might win again, though. Yeah, but I don't know when the ceremony is again, but I'm still hanging on to it until the end of July. I hope we get... Because the previous holder had it for over a year because the ceremony was delayed, so I'm not having it for under a year. I'm g- I really hope we get nominated again for the podcast because I really want a posh do with a posh dress. Yeah. I really, really do. <laughs> My best thing, I think, this year is getting Boris. Oh. Because he's really... Look at his little face. He's really cheered me yeah, up. Yeah, I'm afraid and... my award was better than Teddy, but he comes a close second. <laughs> he can't, he can, yeah, he comes a close second. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd say Boris is, is just having that young toddler energy coming to the house has just lifted the spirits of the house because we've been a bit upset this year with poor charlie not being well my other dog who's elderly and it's all been you know sort of quite difficult and he's sort of come along and he's all cheerful so that's my best thing of 2021 and you've changed someone's life yes well he's changed mine as well (laughs) so have we got time for letters we have before the weather and the news we have before the <laughs> we could introduce that couldn't we we're not singing this week i just want everyone to know we're not singing this week anyone that's anyone that's still listening thank you for coming back after that i could sing <laughs> does anyone want me to sing? no no josephine we're gonna swiftly on to josephine josephine has also had crap presents 
And she said, for her 65th birthday, her husband, soon to be ex, gave her a plastic model car kit, which he thought it would be fun to make together. No. No. And he also booked her a VIP session at Longleat Safari Park to spend time with the monkeys. No, I don't want to do that. So basically, and it tells them to dress down because obviously the monkeys will probably mess on you when they're sitting on you. So she was going to have a VIP day dressed down, covered in shit. I don't want to be weird. No, she wasn't happy. Not by anyone. Plus, she also wasn't very happy about the fact that it's exploiting monkeys. So all power to Josephine. So he didn't do very well, but at least he's now the ex. What did she have to say about the singing? No, that wasn't Josephine. Nothing. That wasn't. That was nothing. Nothing. She ignored the singing. <laughs> Emma, however, said, Emma, Emma said, "Happy Christmas, Liz and Nick. Thank you for a year of wonderful pod keeping me sane through COVID, and thank you for the wonderful Christmas song. You are both amazing." <laughs> Thank you, Emma. We really appreciate it. Was you listening to a different podcast? <laughs> the wonderful Christmas song. Does she want it to hear it again? No, she does not want to hear it again. Chrissy. Let's move to Chrissy very swiftly. Who says, Hi, Liz. Your articles always raise a smile every week. I admire you greatly. You have overcome all your obstacles. You have jumped. Some have fallen. But rise above it and carry on. Bravo. Please, please know that you are number one in the pecking order. Look after yourself. Otherwise would take over and give the animals some devotion as you have the same devotion as you have done over the years stay safe and well happy new year so that's just reiterating a discussion from earlier that you have to look after yourself this coming year yeah sod everyone else sod them Well, that's it from us this week. If you enjoyed listening to Liz Jones's Diary, the podcast, why not visit mailplus.co.uk forward slash subscribe to get access to all our podcasts, videos, opinion pieces and more. I'll be back next Sunday, but for now, I'm Liz Jones. And I'm Nick. Goodbye. Goodbye.